0: My life is waiting for an opportunity to say that to somebody.
1: It is Friday in Easter week, 2022. This will be April 22nd. And it is time for the Barnhart podcast. We took a little bit of time off, but uh, now it is back. It is earth day which is the one day year i wish i had a 6.7 liter diesel to just go drive around the neighborhood doing nothing useful but in all seriousness it's um it's holy uh weight gain week how are you doing with this so so far ann
0: uh well you know i'm i'm taking it seriously let me put it to you that way um having a having an absolutely lovely easter week uh, but my intention is is that As of next Monday, I'm going to try to get back on to the at least the keto uh, bandwagon. So (laughs) I I haven't put all of it back on. I haven't put all of the weight I lost back on but we're going to try to take take some of what I put back on this week back off. How about you?
1: Oh, I definitely been putting the feast on the feast days and somebody said that uh, somebody asked me, "Hey, are you doing still doing keto?" I said, "Not this week." <laughs> so, well, yeah, exactly,
0: yeah. <laughs> not this week, yeah. <laughs> too
1: too much Easter candy, especially the chocolate and that's that's my my weakness but, uh the dark chocolate. The, yeah. The
0: Russell Stover's eggs. Oh. Actually, no.
1: sees chocolate is what what my brother sends me. So. Oh,
0: okay. Okay. All right. That's, All right. That's that's
1: always been the thing that that we get, so. And also in in this week of goodness, uh, uh, Doctor Maza just had an interview with John Henry, so that yes. that dropped, and we'll we'll put that in the show notes.
0: And and listen to this title: This is this is what's going to go all over the internet. Unpacking Benedict's resignation: Colon. What if Francis isn't the pope after all? Wow! Don't uh, John Henry not not bearing the lead at all? So. God bless. I mean, we're we've got we've got momentum, and I, as we are recording this, I am in the process. People are asking. Um, so many people have sent me the Professor Edward Fezer piece that link, and I, I'm writing a rebuttal to that. And this thing is going to end up being like a book. I mean, hit, Dr. Fezer's piece is about three thousand words long mostly gaslighting, which is disappointing, but I'm going through it just line by line, sentence by sentence, paragraph by paragraph, and writing a rebuttal to this thing. And it's going to be huge. So, I mean, we're all... um, Dr. Matza has written a rebuttal to... Who was it? Oh, there was some... uh, Briggs. Briggs posted a letter from Father John Rickert Dr. Matza posted a rebuttal to that, I believe, or did Nonveni Mark write that one? I can't keep them all straight, but I mean, we're all—it's it, a group effort on this thing. And but the bottom line is, there's there's pretty huge momentum building, which is zero zero surprise to me. Um, I, I, I've said this—I've said this for years. I've been telling people this literally for years. As soon as this thing turns, all it's gonna take is one, maybe two people to just step forward and say, Yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't think Bergoglio's the Pope, and I think this business of whether or not Pope Benedict actually resigned, I think this question has legs. And again, give credit where credit is due it looks like the person who got this thing started is patrick coffin and then you know dr taylor marshall started talking about it um and and kudos and and huge props as always to dr matza because he does such a great job and he's such a nice guy and he's he's just he's just wonderful and he's not strange, and he's not a grifter. He's just a really awesome, smart guy. He's presentable,
1: and, and you can bring him around pre- polite company.
0: Well, exactly. He's presentable, and you can bring him around p- polite company, which in a certain sense, you can't do with me. And non Vinny Mark is like working 60 hours a week. and And I mean, you know, it's just, it's not... Mar- Non-Vinny Mark can do it. I mean, Non-Vinny Mark k- basically co-hosts the co-hosts the the podcast here. Sometimes everybody knows he could do it, but I mean, I think a lot of people sometimes forget these people have jobs. These people have lives. Non-Vinny Mark especially has is working m- more than full time at a completely regular, normal, secular job. Um, Doctor Matza. Being an academic, no, no offense is going to sound bad, but he, he has more time, kind of in a certain sense, than other people. So he can he can appear on these podcasts. He's pe- appeared on the the Timothy Gordon podcast, um, and now uh, I, I did send John Henry an email and said I when there was buzz that maybe he would have Dr. Matza on, and I said, look, have Dr. Matza on he's he's wonderful he's you can you can bring him down from the attic and present him to the neighbors (laughs) and 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 so it's it just dropped and that'll be in the show notes and we we, where you've got momentum here finally finally i knew it i never had any doubt It, it was it was just You know, people, I I, I was just completely joyous. I mean, we're not there yet. We got to keep working. We got to keep working. But I've been completely joyous through all of this. Four Sorrowful Mysteries, Patience. You just keep plugging along and everything that needs to happen will happen in God's good time. And Pope Benedict just celebrated both his 95th birthday. And then a couple days after that, he just celebrated his 17th year uninterrupted. On the throne of Peter, and um, looks like looks like we're gonna we're gonna get some things done here pretty quick. So praise God.
1: Yeah, that leads into the next next thing I had in my notes here is we're we're talking about uh, uh, Dr. Maza, who plays well with others and therefore gets invited to all to the to the interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, Moving along to people not playing well with others, they were still having a mostly peaceful springtime in Ukraine. And uh, aside from that whole thing where the Russian cruiser got turned into a submarine, but uh, th- things are still going over there. It's still simmering. Uh, who knows what's going to happen next? But uh, I'm sure you saw that Russia served official notice to the, to the United States Department of Defense and Secretary of State that if we send military arms, they will attack the shipments and the lo- logistical supply lines. I think we're begging for a Lusitania moment. Lusitania. I, I yep. think I think yep. uh I think our administration unfortunately wants it. Yep. Um I was listening oh, to
0: 1000 pol- Zelensky clearly wants it. The 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 Jewish quasi- guy who has Nazis the, fighting for him? Yeah, the the quasi the the maybe mostly sodomite guy, Jew who has Nazis fighting for him absolutely 1000% wants war. Um it's it's just you know we continue and, I, and as i talk to people people that i talk to on the ground a surprising number of them who aren't just complete you know COVID idiots and completely all in see straight through this and i was talking to someone about this tonight it's this it's this whole business of us being inculcated into you either have to be 100 percent on this side or 100% on that side and i think this is tied back as a function to sports who sits down and watches any sporting event or sports game sports ball game on on the t on the tv and you haven't picked a side nobody nobody sits down and it, it, nobody sits down and watches a game and is neutral and certainly nobody sits down and watches a game and is is basically against both sides. And that's that's the correct that that, in my opinion, is the correct position to be against both sides. Now, if, if I had to lean to one side or the other, um, I lean against Ukraine, the deep state. Um, the the sodomite Jew Zelensky and his, his Nazi stormtroopers, the mainstream media, everything you hear is lies. I mean, we're on like day, what day is this? Are we on day 60 of Putin being mere hours from complete and total defeat and withdrawal? Every single day, it's the same headline. Putin hours away from complete and total defeat, Putin withdrawing, everything, everything is a lie in in the American in the in the mainstream media. How do you not get that? Oh, CNN Plus. I we have to talk say about it. that. I have got CNN Plus. Who? It has been exposed. They've announced that they're shutting down. They started operations on um, April 1st. And if you don't know, CNN Plus is a streaming subscription version of CNN, allegedly the future of all of this, not tied to cable. You subscribe online and you watch this and you watch CNN streaming on a subscription basis. No joke. No kidding. And Barnhart, the Barnhart podcast and Barnhart's properties online, such as they are, has a bigger audience than CNN plus, and they've sunk 500 million, half a billion dollars, y'all, they've sunk half a billion dollars into this. And they announced today, today's the 22nd, they announced today that they're quitting, total failure, total shutdown, they will cease operations on April 30th. Now. Let's just stop and think about this. You invest half a billion dollars in something and and you pull the plug within I calculated it up. I think if you take 24 times 22 days, I think that's 528 hours. You you with a half a billion dollar sunk investment allegedly, you last 528 hours. That's it. I smell a Solyndra. I smell white collar money laundering big time here. And you can't, you can't even garner the audience that I have. I mean, seriously. And it's also an object lesson in what an absolute propped up joke the mainstream media is, and what what an illusion their power is. If CNN, who, <laughs> I mean, they're 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 the original name in cable news, and, and man, man, they were it for decades. If they can't even garner an audience that I have it's it's just it's such an exposure of what a sham the whole thing is they're lying about everything everything that comes out of ukraine is a lie every report of um you know crimes against humanity and all this there was something what is it every time they say well there's the Russians bombed this and such uh, school full of children, or this and such thing full of children, and somebody emailed me and said, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! That there's a war going on. There's a war going on. Who in who in Ukraine? Who the hell in Ukraine is sending their children to school? That, that, that's this is this is nonsense and." If you've got a situation like you're you're in a what what what's the one today they were talking about oh there's a bunch of there's a bunch of children in here you can't you can't bomb this H- how about this how about you get the children out of there oh no 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 can't do that well see that means that you're using children as human shields if you're not getting children out of the way if you're intentionally um, uh, uh collecting and coalescing children in a known in a in a targeted place um and the and the russians are saying look you have 24 hours 48 hours to to clear out and and you and you come back with no 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 this place is full of children well who who do you think you're fooling if if there are children in there you're clearly using them as human shields And just all of these reports of crimes against humanity and all this, I'm sorry, I'll say it again, because this can't be said enough. I'm not pro-Putin. I don't trust the guy as far as you could throw him by his Botoxed eyebrows. Not buying it. Not buying Vladimir walking into Russian Orthodox churches and Byzantine crossing himself and people swooning and saying, Oh, he's a devout Christian. Yeah, well, you ask him how his wife's doing. And, and I'm not talking about the gymnast that he's shacked up with and has a bunch of kids with. And I would ask the same question of Mel Gibson, <clears throat> Father Nix. Maybe, maybe you should bring that up to to Gibson. Oh, are we going to talk about Father Stu? Stu, we should probably talk about Father Stu. Yeah, we're we're uh, not to
1: that bullet point yet.
0: Not not yet. I'm ju- I'm, I'm foreshadowing. We're, we're talking we're talking
1: about bullets flying, not the not that bullet point.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um you need to you need to be realistic about this and then going going back to my original point americans wake up lots of things in this world you should be against both sides you should be against both sides so when when the gangbangers when the when the crips are fighting a war against the drag queens you're rooting for casualties, okay? You're against both sides. You have to have more agility of mind and nimbleness of mind than to fall for this, you know, uh, Saturday college football mindset that you've got to be just on one side or the other and everything breaks down this way. You don't, that's not what life is. And so, you know, when people are, shrieking you shrieking at you and telling you i mean they've just replaced they've just replaced the coup with with ukraine and it's obvious when, when where i am when the tide turned it was literally 24 hours the coof is over and now it's and now it's ukraine and if you're not 100 on board with ukraine and you are not you are not in favor of nuclear war in this situation to defend poor zelensky the poor sodomite jew who depending on whether or not the video that i've seen is deep faked or not which you always have to consider that but um it looks like it looks like mr zelensky might have a little cocaine habit too um you you if you're not 100% all in up to and including demanding nuclear war then then you 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 don't believe the science to quote the previous the previous trope not falling for it not falling for it and don't don't let anybody just exactly with the coof. don't let anybody peer pressure you on this either because it'll be exactly the same thing will eventually everyone who's sitting back and looking at this and saying this is completely fake and gay we're going to be vindicated and we'll be on the right side of history just exactly as we are with the koof exactly as we are with the ivermectin etc cetera, etc cetera.
1: i wonder if ivermectin can solve the problem in ukraine
0: i know right right just <laughs> ivermectin and vitamin d across the board <laughs>
1: Oh, it's it's so strange. You 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 watch any kind of media coverage or talk to people, and and it's just the, how mind-boggling how these are the very same people who you know three years ago. We're all about peace and punch a Nazi as soon as you see them. But yeah. now they want war and they literally love the Nazis in, literally in Ukraine.
0: Lo- yep, love the Nazis. I mean, it's unbelievable. And unbelievable.
1: And at, and at the same time, this is supposed to be some big atrocity going on. But it is is there really much going on? It seems like it's a really low simmer kind of kind yeah. of conflict. I mean, it can't really be a real war unless the Germans are marching across Poland on their way to the to the to the party. And yeah. that's not happening right now.
0: It's not happening. Actually,
1: it's, the Germans are, are saying that they're not going to do anything. Period. They 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 don't even want to turn off the Russian gas coming into Germany.
0: Yeah, I think they I th- what I don't mm, I don't want to say, but I I want to say that there's still natural gas flowing.
1: Oh, there um, is. Yes, they have oh, yeah. not turned it off. Although I, I was hearing something that if I think the Germans were saying that if the natural the Russian natural gas was turned off, that would be a three percent hit on their GDP. Uh, to have yeah. that turned off, well. Three percent is what they were planning on increasing their spending to for supporting their military. So I I wonder if they're building in the excuse right now. They're just not going to build build up their military at all, and they're going to um, you know, blame it on oh GDP shortfall because the we, we don't have gas and then we need to take care of things here at home, and and something else that we, we've talked about the Catholic prophecies of the upcoming wars and things. That that the yes there there is an aspect of Russia basically overrunning all of Western Europe well, pretty much. But it's also in these in these same prophecies. It's not so much a, a defined frontal war. It's it's civil war breaking out absolutely everywhere. Yeah. And when you look at the situation in Europe right now, what would happen if some kind of military action? Let's say something NATO. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, it legitimately invoked Article Five, and now we've got Sweden and Finland in NATO. Now that's that's a nice little addition to throw to the party there. But let's say that uh, a quasi-legitimate NATO action actually begins, are all these European states going to continue handing out all the subsidies to all their Muslim refugees? And if that stops for any reason, that seems like it would be a pretty good reason to have, um, th- th- that would be a pretty good cause for a whole bunch of civil war kicking off all of a sudden when you're not giving all these handouts to everybody who's who probably may or maybe shouldn't be in your country to begin with. Because you're trying to fight your war effort, and now you're going to find out you can never mobilize because these people aren't going to let you. Well, one boy, or it's al- it,
0: it's almost as if this has all been pre- ment- meticulously pre-planned. Um, the the other thing I'd hasten to remind everyone is that for all intents and purposes, these European countries don't have any standing armies. We we the United States we've been providing the quote unquote military for these countries, and you know because there there has been. Um, peace, relative peace in Europe, west of a certain line. I mean, yeah, there's the, you know, Czechoslovakia and all that, all that. There, there's been Slavic um, wars and actions, and I'm not, I'm not minimizing any of that. And we, we agitated a lot of that. Um, but in, in Western Europe, let's say, there's been relative peace. Uh, since World War II, yeah, there was the Falklands War. Yeah, I mean, again, don't want to minimize any of that either. People died, but uh, do we really do we really count that as 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 full on war? But more to the point, do these countries have any standing army? I think France is the only one that's even close to having a legit standing army, and then I mean. They're the French. so
1: um, Well, and they're the ones who actually for a while pulled out of NATO altogether because they didn't want to be in some kind of uh, contractual entanglement where some knucklehead to go off and do something and start a yeah. war that pulled them into it. And so it, it's interesting. And Le, Pen,
0: the, Le Pen is about to probably beat Macron over there. So... it's getting it's getting even more untenable i I don't know what the hell sweden and finland are thinking they should just keep your mouth shut just keep your mouth shut up there um but i'm not i'm not convinced at all that the united states has the wherewithal has the ability um again sorry i know there's probably a lot of veterans listening but I suspect that the, the, the sort of veterans that are listening listening to the Barnhart podcast know better than anyone that the whole thing is just a the, the American military is just a joke. Start starting with with uh, the United States Navy, as you know. I mean, les, lesbian lesbians fighting with each other on on the bridge of of naval vessels. Co- colliding with with cargo ships. I mean, that's And these are that, top
1: top end surface combatants too.
0: Yeah, and, and and that's that's emblematic of the whole thing. When we say it's all fake and gay, we ain't kidding, folks. Um so as we've discussed before, it's it's <laughs> by, by the ruble <laughs> which uh, I by the ruble and I say that in air quotes because actually I wouldn't I wouldn't do that if I had, you know, if I had the kind of cash to be allocating it into into foreign exchange. I wouldn't do that because these bastards are going to start canceling you based upon the things like that, whether or not you have some sort of a speculative position in in um, canceled, unapproved currencies. But buying the ruble was the most obvious sell the sell the rumor, buy the fact break in the past probably 20 years since 911 it well, seems I, to I me i tried
1: when and was it february 24th when this whole kerfuffle started and uh we we threw the sanctions on on russia and they, mm-hmm. the the ruble dropped nominally about 80% or yeah. maybe, maybe it was more than that it was it was a serious drop and i i was trying to figure out okay is it is there any way to buy ruble like um, yeah. like stable coins and and you're not into bitcoins and so maybe I'll, I'll explain this there there are uh, objects called stable coins, which basically match one-to-one for whatever currency you're talking about. So you can buy euro stable coins, you can buy uh, mm-hmm. US dollar stable coins, you can probably buy Argentinian peso stable coins, and the whole idea is that you're doing, you're keeping everything, it's kind of like ETFs in a way, you're keeping everything in a digital sphere, but you're you're doing forex trading for lack of a better terms. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to find, is there any way I can buy ruble stable coins? and I, I, Maybe they exist, I didn't find them, but uh, yeah, i, I had I had a chance to do that, it would have been an easy five-bagger uh, by, by now yeah. to, to to get that. But, you know, yep. I'm not George Soros, and I don't, I don't really have enough money to throw into this to be life-changing. So it, it was more yeah. just kind of a tongue-in-cheek. And, yeah, the, the the stigma that would come after you and the people with uh, dark sunglasses knocking on my door saying, why are you doing Forex tra- uh, trading with Russia at this point in time? Because I can.
0: You would just go to the gas station or wherever and put your credit card in, and it just wouldn't work. And that would be the end of it too, you know. I mean, it's uh, it was nerve wracking. Uh, um, earlier this week, there was buzz that um, a bank that I use was um, just out of the blue, completely, totally canceling people. And I took a look at this and said, "What is going on here?" And then I realized it was it was specific to a certain nationality or, or something like that, and and. It seems to be copacetic, but if if you don't i mean, they've just they've just locked it okay, everybody's been under house arrest. People have lost their jobs and their retirements because they wouldn't voluntarily repeatedly inject themselves with poison. i mean it's it's obvious that they're they're looking they're gunning to uh to just completely control people as much as they can and don't be fooled by the fact that things like you know the the death injection mandates are falling and that the mask mandates are falling and all of this don't think that they're done they're not done this was all a psychological experiment to see how much people would take and what people would do and
1: and how much people Humani- would do for them.
0: Yep. And humanity performed very, very poorly to our perspective and very, very well to the satanic oligarchs perspective. And, um, oh, there's there's blood, there is chum in the water and these oligarchs are like sharks in a feeding frenzy. They now know that people, and, and Americans, armed to the teeth, Americans will literally lock themselves voluntarily in their homes and inject themselves repeatedly with poison, if if the state tells them to do it. And so, if if you think this is over, you're out of your mind. Um, and we've talked about this before. Um, I I ask our Lord just to that things get better according to His standards, because you know, this this business with this sodomy and abortion and all this crap, this cannot go on. And the financial crimes, this crap cannot go on. And so, you know, wh- whatever it takes, um, we're just, we're not rooting for things to quote unquote, go back to the way they were. And if that's your standard, oh, these oligarchs are going to play you like a fiddle. They're going to beat you and beat you and beat you, and it'll just be one, one thing after another, and what will the next thing be? Are they gonna release some sort of a different uh, bioweapon? Um, if, you, if you even believe that, that the COOF was a bioweapon, or if you think that they just, for all intents and purposes, um, rebranded Influenza and the Common Cold, and then just murdered people, and then coerced everybody into having themselves injected and giving themselves de facto functionally the same thing as AIDS, just to have these injections destroy everyone's immune system. Um, we shall we shall see, but don't let down your guard and don't be, don't be tricked by these people seemingly giving you your freedom back and thinking, oh, well, it's over, that's done with, that that's just a blip in human history. Oh, no, 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 we're not done with this yet, not by a long shot.
1: No, it's just a lull before before the next attack, I'm sure. Yep, yep. But But, um, you know, they take advantage of the lull while you can. Get yeah. get to confession, get to the sacraments. Yep. Uh, it's going to get very militaristic very soon. And uh, speaking of military news, the only movie I had any interest in watching this year uh, is coming out at the end of May, Top Gun Maverick. And I'm really hopeful they're not going to woke this one up. Although, I don't know.
0: They anti they they, they... Uh Took the Chinese, they didn't they take um, like Maverick's jacket. Oh yeah yeah. Had a, had a patch on it of Taiwan or something.
1: Well that's and not they, that's not woke. That's Chinese. The China owns the the big five, uh, the big five film film companies. Mm-hmm. And Tom Cruise might be a, a big shot Scientologist, but he cannot he cannot override China.
0: No, no. And because he's a Scientologist, it's clear that he has no integrity, he's a complete sellout, and he's probably and I think it's pretty clear that he's a mouth breathing imbecile too, but you know, whatever. Well, you let us know how that is. I'm not going to be I won't be watching that. I will we will we could even do an episode where you break down Top Gun two and let everybody know.
1: Well, I'm I'm hopeful that it's it's not uh, as bad as the, the last two Star Wars movies were. That's that's my only Boom. hope, and that's that's setting the bar really low.
0: That's setting the bar low. Yes. But it's
1: still given given the track record of Hollywood this year or the the, the last few years, I'm not so sure that that's uh, a bar that they can't go under.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, it's true. I don't know. Yep.
1: I'm I'm hopeful that Cruz is is accurate when he says he's trying to make this film a love letter to to aviation, and it's all about aviation. I know he's a big aviation geek, mm-hmm. and I know the Navy this time threw a ton of of uh, resources at him. They, he got to actually do a catapult shot not as the pilot they, they edit it to look make it look like it right. um, and, and and I make the, the, the comparison to Star Wars because before the last couple of Star Wars movies came out I watched a lot of YouTube videos analyzing and predicting and and, and, uh, and theorizing what was going to be done in these movies and then it turned out to be absolute stinkers because Disney is Disney yeah and and uh, in, in the, the stuff that I've been watching are actual Navy pilots top Gun instructors. Uh, a couple of them, formerly, uh, they're, they're all retired now. Going through the different shots and talking about some of the scuttlebutt they're hearing and and, and saying it sounds like it could be a very good movie. They they mm-hmm. from everything they've heard, they've got the aviation all right. That's uh, mm-hmm. all correct. And there are some pretty funny videos out there of, of twenty things that that Top Gun got wrong the first time around. But you'd have to be you'd have to, have to be knowledgeable in navy naval aviation to actually understand what they got wrong. But. You know, yeah. if if you've got to be that knowledgeable, it's a pretty darn good movie at that point. And and the Navy is still um, just now finally coming down off of having so many applications uh, to to become a naval aviator that that they have to turn them away and say, "Have you thought about flying for the Air Force or the Army?" So <laughs> they wow. the yeah from from the from the middle of of the um, of the eighties after after Top Gun, they got an absolute surge. Everyone coming out of college who had never even thought about joining the military is like, "Oh hey, I want to be a Top Gun." Uh, pilot, mm. and and so the, a, after that effect, then then the Pentagon starts saying, "Oh, we should start funding movies." So,
0: mm, interesting, and sadly, um, one of my favorite actors, who's given one of the greatest film performances of all time, in my considered opinion, Val Kilmer. He has a d- degenerative disease, and he's in bad shape. I don't know if he's in it. it he is. He's in t- he, okay.
1: He's he's. I don't know if he's actually got an acting role. I know that he is mm-hmm. name dropped. Well, as name as, as yeah. Admiral Kaczynski, yeah. which le- which led to a a, a, a a one of the funniest memes I've seen because in in the original Top Gun he was a complete douchebag of, of a lieutenant pilot, and yeah. and somebody said now it now it comes out that um, that Kaczynski becomes a full four star admiral making making the Top Gun movies the the most accurate true to life depiction the douchebag lieutenant becomes a a four star admiral that yes. that's that's the Navy in a nutshell right there.
0: <laughs> but you know we're all we're all perpetually positively poisoned by Val Kilmer because of Doc Holiday. Oh just, yes, yes. Just binge watch Tombstone. <laughs> you, you get on YouTube and find and find Tombstone, all of the Doc Holiday scenes, and just sit there and watch it and sigh and say, "That's who I want to be when I grow up." Except my, minus the alcoholism and minus the tuberculosis, but with right. all of the wit and all of that. So <laughs> and he had a he
1: had a priest with him at the end too
0: he did he was a catholic he was a catholic from back in the day in georgia he was a, a cradle catholic i believe so yeah. yeah
1: i did not know that i thought he was a convert so
0: there weren't there weren't many converts back then i don't think
1: i know the movie a whole lot better than i know the real story so
0: the the movie tombstone is shockingly accurate down to the detail level Every, I mean, you read Wikipedia articles about these real people and about the gunfight at the OK Corral and all this, and that movie is accurate. People's names, places, dates, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's, they didn't have to do too much in order to make it, you know, um, A quote unquote sexy Hollywood story. It was already uh, the narrative was was already completely fascinating.
1: Oh, and the casting was just impeccable. Kurt Kurt Russell (sighs) as Wyatt Earp was perfect. Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton is the guy who got slapped silly. That was perfect casting.
0: Johnny Tyler. What are you doing with that shotgun? <laughs> and then the, the the best. So Johnny Tyler standing there, and you know Doc and, and the the Ert brothers have just reunited, and and Doc Holiday turns to Johnny Tyler and says, "Oh, Johnny, I'm sorry, I forgot you were there. You may leave now." <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm li- my life is waiting for an opportunity to say that to somebody. <laughs> I don't Maybe if I ever saw Boris or something like that, I would look at him and say, in a, in a deep, in a, in a savannah drawl, oh, Gary, I'm sorry, I forgot you were there. You may go now.
1: All right. I think that's the first time I've slapped my knee literally on the podcast, so that's good. <laughs>
0: good times. <laughs>
1: Oh, okay. Well, you know, you just you just established that no matter how good Top Gun Maverick is, even if it is a really good one, it's never going to come close to Tombstone. So maybe... That's true.
0: No, Maybe, no. maybe
1: instead of uh, getting the early movies, I'll just, I'll just watch Tombstone again.
0: Yeah. Tombstone's peak Hollywood, I think, so.
1: <laughs> well, something that is not peak Hollywood is Father Stew. And even though yeah. there's lots of gushing reviews, uh, there's at least one... Has, has, anybody, has anybody written a critical review of this yet?
0: Uh, well... I mean, the, the LifeSite one, it starts out and that that's what this conversation is based off of. As you know, I saw it. Nurse Claire saw it. We're kind of chatting about this and, you know, circling back to John Henry and LifeSite News. Um, they had some one of their staff writers wrote a review of this thing and said, Get this the, the first the first two thirds of this movie are just absolutely awful awful, blasphemous, not just foul, and yet that's not my critique, Um, I can understand if you're depicting, you know, a person has a conversion of life, and if you're depicting the previous life, I mean, I can understand how there would be foul language and all that kind of thing. I don't think it needs to be gratuitous, but I can understand how that would be there the issue i have with what i read in the life site news piece which i'm surprised they even published i mean it's they just keep citing and citing and citing all of this dialogue and all they do is like put one asterisk or one hyphen in these filthy words in order to obscure them and it just goes on and on and on and on the issue i have is that our lord is presented as a character you know like father stew is sitting in a bar drunk and here and our lord uh, appears as a character and they and they start conversing and the dialogue that they have coming out of our lord's mouth in this movie is just it's bla- it's full on blasphemous to to be depicting our lord talking like that um you you just can't do that and so what that leads me to question is the whole mel gibson situation in total gibson didn't direct this thing his concubine baby mama did okay gibson left his wife robin who is the mother of his seven children they've been married since either the late 70s or the early 80s he abandoned his wife mr mr sedivacantist um super duper trad catholic mel gibson who literally when he was in rome during the production of the passion of the christ would only would only attend mass by a priest who had been ordained prior to 1958 and he he had father charleroo he had father charleroo that he was dragging around with him everywhere he went, and it was Father Charlerou that was saying mass every day, and Gibson was serving it. Okay, so Gibson, and Gibson's father, Hutton Gibson, is, is a was uh, he passed a few years ago? Um, was a outspoken set of a cantist, nineteen fifty eight set of a cantist, and all of this is going on. But this is in the early 2000s, and Gibson, when Gibson was was producing The Passion of the Christ, he was still with his wife. He hadn't abandoned his wife yet. He abandoned his wife after The Passion of the Christ in the late 2000s. Their civil divorce was finalized in 2011. He had to pay her half of his entire estate, which was $450 million at that time. So his his estate was nine hundred million coming off of the Passion of the Christ. So Robin Gibson now lives quietly in Malibu, California, as an abandoned spouse, sitting on four hundred and fifty million. And uh, Mr. Devout said a Vacantist, I can only hear mass from. 147-year-old Father Charleroi while while he was producing The Passion of the Christ. He's now on his second uh, concubine baby mama. The first one was the Russian one. Now he's off to this American woman. The American concubine is who wrote the screenplay of this movie and also directed it, maybe? Um, Her name's Rosalind something. Rosalind Ross, not Rosalind Russell, but Rosalind Ross, I think so this is gibson's baby mama who's making this thing gibson appears in it i think he's i think he plays the father of father stew the biological father of father stew um and and you're just like what what is going on here with this blasphemy and who do you think you are you know running around trying trying to be and and you know hypocrite hypocrite gibson Wait a minute! This is—you're all talking about a novus ordo priest, and you're cashing in on this and trying to turn this into a feel-good feel movie situation. And you yourself—you wouldn't—you wouldn't even step foot in one of Father Stu's masses. And I think they were such intense set of acantus yeah I mean that's the why he that's the reason why he was dragging father Father Charler around with him is because the Hutton Gibson and and Mel by extension, I think they said that the ordinations of anyone after fifty eight were invalid.
1: well, I don't his dad certainly was was that that um, adamant about that i I thought Mel wasn't
0: well the 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 father Charlero thing that the reason he had father Charleroux with him is because he refused to, to hear mass from anyone who was ordained after pius the 12th um but then he was financially he was he was savvy and he jumped into bed with the legionaries of christ who were immediately obviously stalking him as soon as he stepped foot in rome during the production of the passion of the christ because they wanted to get their meat hooks into them bunch of bunch of criminal, criminal beep uh, that they are, you know, the, the the Legion of Christ should be disbanded under the RICO statutes, and a hell of a lot of those upper-level legionary uh, priests and those people should be serving hard, hard prison sentences, hard prison sentences between the financial crimes, but most especially the uh, the sexual predation um the whole thing i mean the, the legion of christ was set up just to be a sexual smorgasbord for those for those psychopath perverts you know thomas williams i'm looking at you um all those people it was it, it's just it's a racketeering organization so um and and gibson jumped into bed with them because they they finance they finance the final um editing and distribution of the passion of the christ he played them like a fiddle as seriously can we can we have a little bit of integrity you know you you won't hear mass except from father charleroo who's 198 years old but you'll you'll jump in bed and do business with the legion of christ i mean come on come on
1: sounds conflicted to me
0: uh just slightly just ever so i'm not going to be seeing father stew after reading the life site review no way sorry not interested and that you know another person who needs to be called out on this is Father Nix I don't know Father Nix had had Gibson was like you know rubbing shoulders with with Gibson not too long ago and uh Father Nix if you had any inkling of this situation, Um, of the foulness and the blasphemy, first first and foremost, that you need to walk that back. The other question I have for Father Nix is, did you talk to Gibson about the situation of his moral life? And did did you tell Gibson that he needs to go back to his wife, that he needs to reconcile with his wife and he needs to put his concubine away? Now, obviously, Gibson has to continue to support um, his bastard children, with the the bastard child with the Russian, and now the bastard child with this American woman, but Gibson Gibson needs to go back to his wife, and and be reconciled to his wife, or at the very least, Gibson needs to be living in continence and, you know, repenting for what he's done and the adultery that he has committed and continues to commit. Was any of this discussed or was it just the fact that you're in in the company of a nine-figure millionaire? Does all of that go out the window? And furthermore, Gibson is allegedly making a sequel to The Passion of the Christ, which is supposed to be depicting Um, the events of the resurrection, the harrowing of hell, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Okay, when Gibson was making The Passion, he was hearing Mass every day, he was being confessed every day, he was communicating every day, like with Father Charleroux, so, you know. And they, there are there are interviews and clips of both Gibson and Caviezel saying that Gibson was insistent upon all of them, quote unquote, staying staying completely clean, and being shriven and communicating daily, and and so on and so forth during the production of the Passion, and Gibson still with his wife. Um, how how does Gibson imagine that he is is going to be making this movie about the resurrection while he's while he's holed up with his concubine? I mean, Gibson, you need you need to put these women away. You need to put that woman away, and you need to support you need to support your illegitimate children absolutely one thousand percent. But you need to put these women away, and you need to go back to your wife. And if your wife, I mean, if if that's just if you've if you've gone so far that she can't even that she could never live under the same roof with you again um then you need to live in in continence for the rest of your life You, you need to get right you're not this business of thinking that you can game the situation and you're going to do what you're going to do and you're going to have all these illegitimate children and you're going to be having sex with these women. But what what do you think? You think you're going to get someone to come in and give you the apostolic pardon on your deathbed. And even if you get the apostolic pardon, if you're not sorry, <laughs> if you're not sorry, if, you, if you're gaming this system like some sort of a, contractual obligation or something that our Lord has to you, you've got another thing coming. He he is the judge of hearts and you're he he is not gamed. He's not played. His mercy is infinite, but you have to have some contrition. You can't say I'm just gonna live my life and do whatever I want and oh well I'll get the apostolic pardon on my deathbed because I'm worth I'm worth you know close to a billion dollars well you're not going to get the apostolic pardon if you die in a plane crash or something like that and even if you do get the apostolic pardon if you're not sorry you're not getting through your particular judgment it's that's not the way it works our lord is a person and he isn't played and he isn't gamed and gibson and a whole lot of other people need to get that through their minds i mean i've been i've been told that by catholics since i converted like, and you take this all too seriously. You allow this to just consume your life
1: because it is serious, though.
0: Like, well, I mean, it's where I'm going to spend all of eternity. It's just ever so slightly serious. Oh, but you're you're you weren't raised Catholic. You don't understand you don't understand you take it all way too seriously look you live your life you do what you got to do someone was someone told me this a trad catholic was telling me this in the context of lying uh related to my um irregular status of vis-a-vis living in a van down by the river and oh they, they were telling me that i need to lie about something like no i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie about anything you you got to do what you got to do in this life and and then you receive the sacraments at the end and it's all good like no that that's not the way it works that is not the way it works at all and that's why our lord said there's gonna be a lot of people you're surprised who makes it you're you're gonna be surprised who made it and who didn't make it there's oh there's gonna be a lot of people who received the apostolic pardon on their deathbed who were not sorry at all and we're probably even pleased with themselves for gaming the system so well. But if you're not sorry, I'm sorry, but it's, <laughs> our Lord has to have something to work with. Compassion means to suffer with. And that, that suffering with, that our Lord has compassion on us and has mercy on us, is, is our contrition. If you're not contrite, he's got nothing to work with. If you're laughing all the way to, if you think you're laughing all the way into the beatific vision, you are going to be very, very, very uh, uh, disappointed, I think. So no, then Mel Gibson is kind of an object lesson in that right now, it seems to me.
1: Normally I have a half a clue how I'm going to respond and and, um, make a segue off of that, but I'm kind of stuck actually. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I, was, no, I, was, I, was, I was, I was, I was thinking about the, you know, the spiritual thing you're, you're mentioning and, and an idea that comes to mind talking about, you know, God has the, or God has infinite mercy, but you do have to cooperate with it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, was try, I was trying to think of a good analogy and the best thing that came to mind was imagine a, a sailboat on a, on a river that is heading, you know, the wrong direction. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's going very slow. All you need to do to head the right direction is put the sail up and catch the wind. You're not making the wind. You can't stop the wind. You can't control the wind, but you can take advantage of it, but you got to cooperate with it. Yeah. And don't, don't drive aground. Don't, don't do stupid things with, with the bow. I mean, this the, it's, it, it's just an imperfect analogy that I'm trying to come up with here that, of of for, for somebody who says, well, how, how can it, how, how can God be infinite in all ways, but people still have free will? Well, I can't explain that other than I know it's true, but you know, if if you,
0: and because he's infinite love, and I wrote about this a few weeks ago, he, he we are not coerced. He cannot coerce us because the second he coerces us, then that's not love. He does, we aren't loving him if we're coerced, and if he and if he's coercing us, then he isn't loving us, and that's not possible. So I mean, it has to be, it has to be the free choice. So he's both. It it it's precisely because he's infinite that he is perfectly able to restrain himself in the sense of not coercing us so that's it yeah i mean mel gibson and everybody else you are free to make your choices in life and and you you make your choices and then you go to your particular judgment and the system, he will not be gamed, and uh, the system will not be gamed because he isn't a system. He isn't a system to game. He's a he's a person. He's a divine person. There's you don't game. You don't game, personal deity. God, the Godhead. You don't game the Godhead. And I just think a lot of these people think that it's a matter of. You do what you got to do and then you you get the apostolic pardon on your deathbed and that is no way to live at all because then you end up doing things like you know Appearing in a movie that your adulterous concubine baby mama has screenwritten that has our Lord um saying incredibly blasphemous things, you know, And your intellect is clouded, so you you can't quite see just how horrible and wrong and scandalous this is. the pa- The passion of the Christ was a masterpiece. I'm worried about this movie that he is making now about the resurrection because because, gibson is not is clearly obviously publicly manifestly not in the state of grace in any way shape manner or form put away your women go back to your wife or if if the if your wife just simply cannot abide you any longer then you live you live in perfect perpetual continence, um doing penance for the rest of your life for what you've done in abandoning your marriage and what you've done to your children both your legitimate children and the two illegitimate children that you've you fathered who will always carry that who will always carry that stigma and you you just can't keep going on like this i i wonder i wonder if anyone ever tells him that because he is worth nine figures if father Nick's clearly didn't bring it up then who, who would if Father Nix wouldn't say it, who in the world do we imagine is going to tell tell Mel Gibson to shape up his, and get his moral life together? I don't know. I don't know.
1: If you know Mel, send him a copy of this podcast.
0: Yeah, Anne's yeah. willing to tell him. Yep, Father Charlerou is dead. Um, And, you know, (laughs) none of these other clerics and prelates today, I mean, slowly, slowly, hopefully, um, so far, kind of circling back to where we started, um, people are starting to come forward, but so far, I think it's laymen who are are coming forth on on the anti-papacy question, you know, I mean, we need a Cardinal Burke, we need... We need somebody. Um, Vigano, even Vigano hasn't said it. He's he's dropping hints, and we've talked about this on the podcast. If you look, if you got something to say, say it. Um, you know, other other priests who would be a good example, Father Z, somebody like that. Um, you know, if if you come to the realization about the anti papacy, say it. Um, and if you're ever in a room with Mel Gibson, tell him to get his act together.
1: That and all the other Catholic actors in Hollywood, I, I imagine that's got to be <laughs> talk about people who have have a target on their back. I mean, what 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 better example of of air quotes hypocrisy than to have Catholic actors acting like anything other than Catholic? And I, I in in our chat uh, a week or so ago, I, I was initially uh, slamming Marky Mark pretty well too because he's in mm-hmm. the movie, he plays Father Stu, but he did make a public apology about his. His his film he did back in the nineties. And, and and Boogie uh, Nights? Yeah. He apologized for that. Yeah. And, and he publicly asked forgiveness for for that. Wow. I don't I don't know how serious that was, but Mel Gibson also made public apologies for his past movies where he did what he did on, on screen. I don't even know. I didn't I didn't watch all those. Like so. Gibson
0: Gibson, his, I mean, Boogie Nights was bad, and if any of you out there have never seen it, don't don't. Do not watch boogie nights um um, but i mean gibson had never done anything anything like that boogie nights is about uh pornography in the 1970s and it's it's nasty um gibson never did anything like that i mean he was always kind of really super mainstream almost family fair action adventure um a couple of like ac- action fantasy there was one where he was a he was a army officer that got frozen or something and woke up 45 years later after world war II. Elijah Wood was in that Elijah Wood was in that movie before he was uh before he was Frodo um yeah i don't think i don't think Gibson ever did anything that was horribly scandalous cuz Gibson Gibson was always trying to be a mass market Sort of an appeal, whereas goodness, Boogie Nights was just.
1: <laughs> the rumor I heard is he is that Mel Gibson wanted to send one or two of his kids to a particular Catholic school, and the priest in charge said, "As soon as you stop showing your naked butt on screen, we'll talk about it."
0: Oh, I don't even remember that. Oh, I'm not going to look it up either. Yep. <laughs> I yep. have no <laughs> idea.
1: I'm not going to look it up. I'd, no, I'm not going to look I'd, it up. It's it's an apocryphal <laughs> rumor. I, who knows if if it if that ever really happened? But but that's that's the way I heard it.
0: No, I, it might have. I could, you no, know, I, I can see that's conceivably possible. But then again, not gonna look that up. There are certain things that one learns after years and years of, uh, of making mistakes and making injudicious uh, search engine searches, and that would be one of them. No interest. Not gonna look it up. So. Yep. Yep.
1: I think that's the. Well, I'm not think that that is the end of my bullet points. Um, okay. I didn't know if we had anything else you wanted to come up with off the top of your head.
0: No, I think this is good. We'll call it a little little, um, Russell Stover Easter basket sort of a thing. We're at an hour, aren't we? We're close to an hour.
1: Yep, 57 minutes.
0: All right. It's a half marathon, not a full marathon. It's a half marathon. (laughs) I
1: I would, I would say, I I would say, were there any good blog posts lately that you wrote, but I, I wouldn't know. So we'll, we'll save that for the next episode. You're so cold. (laughs) Actually, no, you, you did, you did text me about something today. uh, uh, Giving me a heads up about something. It's like, I know you don't read my blog, but I actually had seen that too. (laughs) (laughs) Had <laughs> seen that post,
0: <laughs> no, and I I'm continuing to, continuing to work on the book length book length post. Uh, that is the rebuttal to Doctor Doctor Fezer. And I mean, it, we'll see how many words this thing is. It's conceivably possible that if it's long enough, I might uh, publish it as one of my little, cute little uh, paperbacks that I have on on Lulu. But um, it, it's, it's, it's hard to write because to me, it feels like it just a total boring recapitulation of things that I've been talking about and talking about and talking about. But then I have to remember more and more and more people are coming to this issue with fresh eyes and there's uh, there's always new eyes on on my blog and there's always new listeners to the podcast and so what feels like total repetition and recapitulation to me is is necessary review and um and fresh fresh introduction of these concepts to a lot of people so it's all right i'll keep going i'll keep plugging along and we'll we'll hopefully get her done quite soon
1: Okay, I think that means I should go into the wrap-up? Yes, sir. All right, the email address for the podcast where you can send feedback, suggestions, comments, good news, or smoother ways to end the podcast is podcast at barnhart.biz. Actually, at the end of the last podcast, I, I... spliced in something uh I made, I made the comment that uh complaints should go to mark at uh, barnhartpodcast.com that was actually a real um that's that's a real domain name i, I registered that
0: oh that's right yeah. and if you go to
1: barnhartpodcast.com it just goes to ann's blog to the uh, podcast category but nice. the fun bonus there is if you send emails to something at barnhartpodcast.com it could it could be mark at i think i specifically have, set, have it set up so that goes to mark after dark mm-hmm. or no it's daylight Mark. Anyway, um, yeah, right. <laughs> I've, I've got that one set up for him, and then the rest of them can all, all be forwarded. But uh, that's that's an easier one than trying to. I uh, to some people, uh, it's your 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 domain ends in what .dot .dot biz .dot what um, yeah. yeah, so you can you can send an email to podcast at uh, barnhartpodcast or just podcast at barnhart.biz that still works Yep. and expresses her profound gratitude to all of her benefactors at least one mass every single day plus one traditional catholic requiem mass for everybody who died the previous week is said for the well for, i i, I screw that up there's there's the benefactor mass that's said every single day yes but then for everyone who died the previous week there's a traditional catholic latin requiem mass whether you're a benefactor or not right and um normally i've got a reference of somebody to highlight but i want to i want to mention somebody I don't, this person didn't die in the last week, but one of the donor notes uh, requested, please pray for the soul of, of um, Edwin who died of uh, COVID pneumonia back in November of last year. I tried to keep him out of the hospital, but failed in the end. Thank you. Uh, so yes, definitely pray, pray for yes. the, pray for Edwin's soul. And mm-hmm. um, don't forget to invoke all, all of the communion of saints, the, the parcels in purgatory. Uh, they can pray for us. Um, they can't, they, they can help us, they can't help each other though. Uh, so I almost, I almost said it. <laughs>
0: Each other and themselves, and themselves. Right, yeah.
1: right, I, um, yeah. I almost said it, in, in, invoke them, them to help with Edwin, but actually that doesn't work. You, they can help us and, and we can pray for them. So, yeah. But, and, and obviously there are no ungrateful souls in heaven. So they, they will remember everyone who helped get them, either get them closer or over the line. So definitely mm-hmm. remember the poor souls. And also remember our, our little patron St. Tiny Princess. Um, she's a powerful patron. She definitely can help out with the poor souls in purgatory. So invoke her on that as well. Indeed, The Barnhart podcast is a value for value podcast. If you got something of value out of this podcast and would like to return that, uh, please visit supernerdmedia.com and there are instructions there. Um, there's, I I, I mentioned before we started recording, there's a donor without a name. And I, I say that tongue in cheek because, uh, the person did email me, but didn't Supply a name because that's not required for the email protocol, mm-hmm. but they said, "Did you get my Bitcoin donation?" And I said, "Whoa, um, I don't think so." I, I looked back through the the incoming uh, flow on Bitcoin. It's not a whole lot of it uh, over the last six to eight months. It's like I don't, I only see two, and I know those are accounted for. Um, when did you send it? Don't tell me anything else. Just tell me when you sent it, and I'll try to figure it out. So. Um, the, the person had, had, email, it wasn't the whole email it was that, that was a side topic to something else. They said, I didn't hear you mention, mention my Bitcoin donations. Like, um, I didn't know you made one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, after I, I seem to recall, when was this, um, January of last year, uh, we were into May or June before I realized that a donation had come in. So I, I changed the, the, uh, donation address so that there was some alerting going on when something came in. So, if a Bitcoin donation comes in, I should get a notification. Um, if I didn't mention it, then um, shoot me an email, and we'll see if we can figure out where where it really went. But yeah, yeah. Um, sorry about that. I mean, it, it's I I don't see any evidence of it on my side, but uh, maybe I'm the one wrong, and I I, I confuse myself by changing things. Uh,
0: I blame Putin and Paul the <laughs> Sixth. Uh,
1: yeah. As without with everything.
0: question some pretty much <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> only half kidding i, I, I was playing but i do blame paul the six for everything so
1: <laughs> well via amazon i want to thank andrew who sent a, a gift card through through that one and via the mailbox uh good old u.s postal service uh catherine alice susan pamela and ken and i've actually got notes from a few of them the, the recurring theme on the notes they love the podcast with, with dr dr maza He's he's a big guy. He does. He's awesome. Let me grab my glasses. I'm getting to be that age. Uh, I need that to read. (laughs) Um, Thank you, Anna, super nerd, especially for the Doctor Massa shows. A voice of sanity, as opposed to us, I guess.
0: It's true. It's funny because it's true.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, dear Super Nerd, encloses a note, a token of my appreciation for your efforts in supporting Miss B's website and podcasts. Uh yeah. you're You y'all you are are in our family's prayers, and thank you very much. The, the prayers are definitely needed. Um, <laughs> uh, n- another note. Uh, thank you, Super Nerd, and Miss Barnhart. Um. Oh no no! This is Super Nerd, Mrs. Super Nerd. So that's not you. Um, oh, that's not me. <laughs> and, 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 and all my family can't thank you enough for all the help you you do with Anne and, and her service, helping her spread the truth. And
0: well well uh, done, including um, Mrs. Super Nerd, aka Super Mommy, in in that because. I mean she's she's an integral part of all this whenever we're scheduling if we're saying you know you know when are you free what, what can you do I mean she's she's an absolute integral part of that so it's you know we're and a lot of times we can't record because Super Nerd is taking Super Mommy out on date night which is super awesome so
1: and yeah. super yummy I think I sent you some notes about that one
0: It was yeah it was, yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, it was you, the deep
1: fried pork belly uh, burnt ends oh
0: yeah. Oh, oh man. Well, we're after Easter. So maybe I need to figure out how to make those myself. Actually, I I have a good butcher close by. So that could probably be done. I just need to figure out how to do it.
1: And, and one other one last note uh, a very beautiful thank you card and just amazingly beautiful cursive too I think I took a picture and sent this to you uh, again thank thank you uh, for, for the podcast and especially the can't do it Sally with, with uh, Dr. Mazza oh, yeah more more Dr. Mazza less of more me Dr. I guess
0: Maza. <laughs> yeah. more Godfather references all of that absolutely
1: <laughs> uh, well you know I, I'm sure I'm sure if we had more of, of Dr. Beep that uh, we would get some thanks for, for him too and, and uh, of course he he's unavailable tonight because and this is where if Dr. Mazza was here, he could, we could do the Godfather reference. May it be a manly boy. You know, the, he, he had to, No uh,
0: may, may, may your first child be a masculine child.
1: <laughs> well, except, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, uh, they 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 did have a have they or they do have a new baby, so that's that's why he's unavailable. Um, yes. He'll he'll catch up on his sleep in about a couple of months, and then he can rejoin us or a couple yes, of weeks
0: exactly, <laughs> and drop all kinds of Arnold impressions. And <laughs> his public awaits. I tell him this all the time. Your public awaits.
1: Can't do it. Can't get some sleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should have a war of the of the Arnolds. <laughs> All right, writing this down, writing this down. (laughs) Tune in for Barnhart Podcast 173, The War of the Arnolds.
1: (laughs) Uh, And that's all I've got to say about that. And I'll let you do Matthew 1720.
0: Matthew 17, 20, keep it up people, keep it up, keep it up. A fourfold intention that Bergoglio be publicly recognized and removed as anti-Pope and the whole anti-papacy be nullified. That Pope Benedict Ratzinger be publicly recognized as having been the one and only living Pope for lo now these 17 years, happy anniversary, Holy Father, whether you like it or not, Um, that Bergoglio repent, revert to Catholicism, die in a state of grace and someday achieve the beatific vision, same with Mel Gibson, and that uh, and that, Ratzinger, likewise, Pope Benedict Ratzinger, repent of anything he might need to repent of, die in a state of grace, and someday achieve the beatific vision. So that, you know, me, Bergoglio, super nerd, uh, Dr. Matza, Mel Gibson, um, and Doc Holliday can all sit around and 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 talk and hang out in the beatific vision. Um, literally, I mean that's that's the goal. We want we want everybody first first and foremost ourselves, and then everybody else. We want to get them in, and um, both men need prayers in different ways. Um, so nothing less will do our lady of copacabana slayer of the pachamama demon pray for us
1: pray for us and not just uh doc holiday but uh also why am i blanking on his name now ice val
0: kilmer val, val kilmer. kilmer yeah yes yes pray for
1: him too because he makes it to heaven he can always say for all eternity i'm in my prime
0: <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been waiting to say about that's 17 seconds okay all right that's pretty good well done there
1: <laughs> until next time I am super nerd
0: and I'm Ann. thanks guys God bless we're all we're all perpetually positively poisoned by Val Kilmer because of Doc Holliday